Welcome back listeners. Today we deep dive into Me Made May 2020 and what's excited our style for this year's challenge. Did anyone say the Burnside bib, Palisade trousers or CLO? You're listening to So Organised Style Podcast produced by me Maria Theoharis Velosos and Anne Wally the Pattern Whisperer. This is Series 2, Episode 15. Stay listening and thanks for coming back to Part 2 of our chat with Zoe Edwards, the heart behind Me Made May 2020. Hi everyone, it's Maria Theoharis. You'll know me as Velosos and today my co-host is... Anne Wally the Pattern Whisperer. And we have a very special guest today. Hi, I'm Zoe Edward. I blog at Sozo What Do You Know and I'm on Instagram at Sozo Blog. And this month is May, isn't it, Anne? And I'm so excited. It's me, May, May. If ever we needed a photo challenge, it's now. So thank you, Zoe. We're really excited. We're going to have fun chatting with you today. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you for inviting me the me made may thing we think oh how on earth can i get that done for the whole of may but you know it's it's a funny thing especially with the isolation i have to say that i pulled out my coat this morning i was just going to run up the street and i thought i'm just going to have to mix it up because i'm going to take the same photos every day otherwise so this is helping me get a grip because we should be able to get out of isolation one day and I don't want to forget how to actually dress in something differently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a concern and don't yeah. make yeah. too many desserts because oh my gosh I was just thinking about that. Better off to buy one little dessert and share it between two at home than you are to bake a whole batch of scones and eat the whole lot. <laughs> I'm just worried about how terrible my hair's gonna get. <laughs> It'll be fine. I don't think we're going to be able to ever get a haircut. I think that there's just going to be queues and queues, isn't there, at the hairdressers eventually? Yeah, I had to colour my own a couple of weeks ago. I, we don't have to, but I did because I just wanted to yeah. be safe. And I know, look, yeah. at the end of every Me Made May, I usually have about five bags of clothes to give away to charity that I actually have enough insight to be able to figure out, no, that's not, that doesn't work. Why did I make that? So it just goes, oh, uh, yeah, I can't refashion. I just give it away. That's, yeah. that's a really great thing, though, because then you feel free. By doing the things that you really think is going to be a hassle, it ends up being a blessing in disguise because you see things differently, have a different idea, mm. and you get that feel of an outfit, too. It's only by wearing it do you really get the true assessment because when you sit down, are you thinking about it or is it you don't, think you've got anything on that's my key if I feel like I'm just yeah. relaxed and not thinking about it that's the best outfit to wear good advice so how how often do you sew like how how often do you create a new garment well I've got a husband who, who's been coming home at um, two and three o'clock in the morning so I tend to sew in my room so I can sew pretty steadily without any interruptions because I do my day's work and then Right. We see each other in the morning. So it works out that, you know, if I can get... A, and I use them for props in my speaking engagement. So I can make as many weird things as I want because, really, we want to talk about something interesting. So it gives me a licence to get the crazy fabric out and try it with all <laughs> different ways. So I think I could probably make about 10 things a week, but I try not to. Whoa. I suppose I could. And that's line jackets. That's not just quick things. I make wow. all sorts of things. 
Oh. And testing patterns because yeah, you want to test them. You want to see how that works. Can I do it in an easier manner? But um, Maria, you sew a lot. You've got a, a whole big situation going on, haven't you? I do the monthly commitment for Minerva and I have mm -hmm. probably for seven years now. So I've got plenty of those makes that I've done and I can make something a week, which I had done for a very long time. So I've got plenty for me made May, but I try not to do that. I try and do as much rewearing as I can so that I can better choose what to make next. So I'm not wasting my time. I'm not wasting fabric. And yourself, so? What, what garments have you got that you're most excited to wear this month? Well, definitely my jumpsuits. Cool. Because... <laughs> It's knit fabric, it's just one piece, and I've probably got six of them, so I could probably wear one a week. What, what pattern or what patterns are those? There's a McCall's one that I made early, early on. Actually, I wore it yesterday. Anyway, so I made that, I think, three times. And the most recent one that I made was the Intrepid Boiler Suit by Alison Co., and then yeah, there was, I know that one. Yeah, and then there was another one that I made last year, uh, a style arc one. So the pattern is a, a jumpsuit plus a dress. Oh, wow. So I've made that a couple of times. Look, I've got plenty, and I wear them <laughs> a lot. Yeah. And what, was, what garment are you most excited to wear this yep. month? I made my first jumpsuit about a week or so ago. That was just before the cold weather hit us, and I thought, this feels great. So I might venture yeah. down there but while I was over in America just over a month ago before it all went crazy <laughs> well I got some amazing patterns because I hate to buy indie patterns via the mail I just thought if I want it I want it right now and I don't want a pdf because that's going to back burner the whole situation so I bought a bag full of amazing patterns that fear of missing out that I've been watching on Instagram for a while and thought no I'm just getting them I'm just doing it and it's going to happen yeah. so I made a lot of things to go over before the trip because I do a lot of speaking over there and I wanted that fresh feel but I didn't finish a lot of things yeah. so I think I might even finish the ones I've already cut out because they're still fresh it's only a couple of months and it was cool when I went so it's still in the same zone I get a lot of extra winter time so there's some merino colors yellow merino jumpers Ooh. I'm going to do some puffy sleeves I've got some pinafores that mm. I've got a brown one that I made out of velvet and I think okay I think I might make something else in a different style like more of a there's a few different pinnacles I've been watching and I have a, a larger chest measurement than some. So I've got to be careful that I don't look too... Right, yeah. I don't want it too much. I want it to look streamlined. So this is what I'm battling with, that I pick the right one. So I might mix a few patterns together and have a little look. But the Burnside bibs have got me today. Yeah. I've been looking at them. Uh, I love them. I've got a pair and I love them. Mm. Did you know that Simplicity have the Burnside bibs in a dress? Yes. One of my students, one of my sewing classes was wearing it. And I was like, is that a dress version of the Burnside bibs? And she was like, it's a Simplicity pattern. I was like, but it's the same. Yes. What's that about? Like the pockets and everything, aren't they? Yes. What a wonderful how idea. Did someone buy the licensing? I don't know how that's worked. I think different designers put their patterns in with the companies and they have some license there for a while and it's a short-lived thing. I don't think it goes on forever. But I 
could not believe it. I thought, I didn't yeah. even know you could get that in a dress. So I grabbed it. And what's those pants with the gathered at the back and there is a paper cut patterns and it's got the pockets in the front and gathered at the back. Is it the Palisade pants? I think it is. What an so, interesting kind of lapped over pocket design. Yeah, it looks amazing. I, it's, look, yeah, it might not cool. be that one, but I know the back is gathered and I thought, I'm not doing a back gathered. I'm going to change that. And I'm going to make it so it's flat with a zip, but I'll do the front okay because I want the front. I love the pockets. They're kind of down further and they've got little, they're a very popular pattern. I just can't remember the name of it. And the Cielo, C-I-E-L-O, that one mm -hmm. with that fantastic sleeve. Yeah, that looks beautiful, doesn't it? Oh, so Susan... Kalji, she had a version in the class when we were doing a class with her. I just said, what is that pattern? And she mm -hmm. said, well, everyone's wearing it and I had to make it. And I thought, oh, I better do that one. So th there's a lot that I, I'm going to be very excited to sit down and make. I'm excited. It's good that you're feeling so inspired. What's on your list? Oh my goodness, such an enormous list. At the moment, I'm battling through this kind of bizarre jacket I'm making that's kind of maybe made out of like a patchwork of denim scraps. It sounds oh, bizarre. Sounds it sounds great. bizarre. It could go one way or the other. The jury is still out. So I'm working on that. I've got, I'm just making the lining at the moment, but I've just cut out a blouse I'm so excited to make. It's a French pattern company. Oh, it's called Slow Sunday Paris is the name of the company. And they have this blouse called the Dorothy blouse. And it is so pretty. The pattern's in French. So I like, I like you know, I could copy a bit and then put it into Google Translate and, yeah. <laughs> and work like it that way. Um, I've made it twice before. It's got this really beautiful sleeve detail. It's really classic. It's quite almost like a 1940s little blouse. It's really sweet. And I've got this very lovely viscose that I've had in my stash for over a year that I've been kind of really biding my time waiting for the right, you know, the right combination of pattern and, and fabric. And I've just cut that out. I decided that it's going to be that. Now that I've made that pattern a couple of times, I trust it, you know, with my precious fabric. So... <laughs> Then next, I've also about to make a pair. Of, do you know the Made by Ray Luna pants? They're like an elasticated waist pants. Fairly full, slightly tapered leg that's also elasticated at the ankle. Oh, I might have really to look comfy. that up. Beautiful. Yeah. Made by Ray Luna pants. They're really nice. And I've got some gorgeous kind of ochre-coloured tensile twill. Oh. That I'm going to make those in. Yeah, it's a lovely colour. It's not a colour that I can wear right close to my face, so I think down there will be fine, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's probably my next three projects, I'd say. My stash, I'm actually managing to kind of whittle my stash down a little bit because um, I was feeling that I was a bit uncomfortable with its size, but yeah, this lockdown's helped. <laughs> yeah. You know what's so funny? Like, I know people feel that, you know, if it starts building up, they get worried. I get worried if mine goes down. I get. I well, feel it's like, a very, very subjective thing, isn't it? It is. I, I feel as if my life might end because I know someone who lived in our street uh, quite a few years ago and he was worried about being alone. He really was worried. He was a lovely man, but he was worried about being alone. Anyway, he did all these renovations. He was going to move to the beach, but he ended up 
as soon as his his renovations were finished, he had to go to someone's funeral and all his friends were there and it was just a wonderful thing, but he had an aneurysm in the church and he died. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. he wasn't alone. Oh, my goodness. But it kind of made me think, don't finish everything, and it just made me think, that's dangerous. So (laughs) I'm overreacting, though. I think I've gone too far the other way. That's so interesting. I always feel like I'm about to move house at any time. I mean, that might not have been the reality, but I always feel like I must keep things pared down so I can move at any time. (laughs) So when my possessions start to get too much, I mean, it's hard now I've got two small children, but it makes me feel a bit anxious. So I'm trying to keep things manageable so that, I don't know, not just moving, but just in general, I feel a bit anxious having more stuff than I can mm. I can use realistically yeah it's fascinating is that because you've lived in different countries yeah I've, I mean I've moved a lot I've moved a lot since since being a teenager you know since I left my parents house and I went to to university I've I've moved a lot and yeah I guess I like having the freedom to move and change my life up as and I mean, obviously, like, that's not so much of a reality now. But, I mean, I might move. We're hoping to move again at some point within the next year, hopefully. I mean, yeah. lockdown permitting and jobs permitting. And obviously, it's not so simple now. You know, we've got children. But, yeah, I just, I don't feel tied to any one place. I want to experience places and different versions of life <laughs> as possible, you know. So, yeah it makes perfect sense then that you don't want to have your stash get too big because then you can't move when you feel like moving yeah Yeah. and also I feel like I mean there's a lot of resources in in fabric isn't there you know there's fabric has a large water footprint and carbon footprint and fabric production can be quite damaging and it often is quite damaging so to have all that kind of footprint and, and whatever sitting on my shelf for a long time feels like a bit of a waste as well. I feel a little bit uncomfortable about, about that. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's definitely your the values. Like I think um, some people like to have a very minimalistic wardrobe with a capsule and they will wear that day in, day out. When I do a travel wardrobe, I feel like that mini capsule, but I could scream. By the time I've come back from the holiday, there's no love left. So I have to put them away That's for a couple so of years. That's so interesting, yeah. Such a funny thing where it's almost like, yeah. you know how you have your food and if you eat different things on different days and it's lovely to have a set menu so that you save money because you're not making different things. Yeah. I like cookbooks, but I don't like following them. And I shove it all in together and I make different meals. I'd love to replicate yeah. some of the menus, but I can't. It depends on what there is and what I feel like. And I think I'm a bit like that with the fabric. It's all very organic. Yeah, what's your stash like, Maria? Uh, out of control. <laughs> Pure and simple. <laughs> I wonder as well if there's an element, though, like I don't, because, I mean, property, I live in the southeast of England, which is yeah. a really expensive place to live. So generally, the places we live in are really small, so we don't have a lot of storage. I wonder if, I mean, you know, when I see pictures of, you know, like US sewing bloggers and everything, and they've got a whole room for sewing, that feels like, I can't even imagine what that's like. I bet if I had a whole room for sewing, I, I don't, I don't know that my, I wouldn't feel so like I needed to have a tiny stash, you know? I wonder if there's, yeah. there's an element of yeah. the space you have available that, yeah. you know, you're going to grow to it and that 
would change your perception a bit? I think the thing Anne was saying, it depends on your value. So from my perspective, I've got fabric that I bought on holiday. So for me, they're memories of places mm. that I've been to. And so when I eventually get to them, yeah, yeah, it means something to me. Yeah. Instead of yeah, buying T-shirts every time I go somewhere, I buy fabric. Yeah, I always like to try and buy buttons when I go on holiday. But it's funny, like if I, when I had two children and I was bringing them up and I would see some wonderful fabric, I'd think to myself, that's okay, we'll get the fabric and we'll just change the menu a bit so that that all works out at the end of the week. And it always did. And the more work I did to make up for the fabric that I purchased, the meal was better than what I would have done if I had have not bought the fabric. So everyone won. But I can tell you, if you see fabric and you know it's you've got to have it, you have to have it. That's it. Yeah. I work part-time in an online fabric shop, though. So um, uh-huh. it's... It's intense. Yeah. Do you know Fabric Godmother? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I work there one day a week. Yeah. So I do get to stroke beautiful fabric quite a lot. How lovely. She's got lovely fabric. Yeah. Yeah. The selection's amazing and it's all really good quality as well. Yeah. Do you get any souvenirs? Does she throw some your way or, oh, there's only a little bit left? I have a staff discount, let's say. it's dangerous it's dangerous yeah it is dangerous and I went a little bit crazy with that the first year that I worked there but I've managed to rein myself in a bit now (laughs) you know the hardest thing is because I've worked in the fabric store for about three years and that didn't help my collection at all but I the longer you see it and then you see people purchasing it and you know you love it but you think no 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 and then you see that there might only be two meters left or two yards it's a no-brainer. You're going to hate yourself if you don't get that fabric because you've already fallen yeah. in love with it and you've spent a lot of time. Yeah. And then it's that's yeah. a very difficult thing. Sometimes it works for me the, the other way. Like I, I think something's really lovely, but it's just sometimes just seeing it a lot is enough. It's almost like mm. appreciating it like a painting or something, you know, like oh. I can see it and it's beautiful, but I don't have to have it because I've, I've seen it now for a couple of months and I enjoy seeing it and that's okay. I don't have to have every bit that I love, you know? You know what's worse, though? When I go shopping with my husband and I see a fabric that I love and I'll say I'll have two and a half metres or three metres and he says, get ten, get ten. What? No, I don't want ten. You're not like, clothing line. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's like I I want variety. I don't want excess of one thing. Yeah. But he said, you'll be sorry if you don't get it. Well, the ones that I have purchased ten metres of, I haven't, I just don't feel yeah, like I you'll can get do it. you'll get a garment or two, won't you? Oh, I don't know. So, or I'll make something elaborate, something with a lot of fabric that, you know how you need sometimes a lot of fabric? I know. <laughs> I just take the roll, you may as well. <laughs> I did, I did. So it's so, you know, no wonder I've got a problem. <laughs> He's an enabler. <laughs> I'll blame him. I'm going to blame him. But at least he's happy with, he'll see a piece and you go, oh my gosh, that's a killer. He goes, I hope you bought enough because I don't want to hear how you haven't got enough. Because I'm always doing Tetris. Don't you do that? Like you think, get what you think's enough and you'll say, I'll just try and get that out of it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You just think, I want a little bit more from this fabric and you just squeeze it and you, and I think, oh, I should have probably got that extra half metre. 
I know I'm always like, oh, I could, if I do it like this, do it like this, I could just make a pair of like jogging bottoms for my son or I could just yes. make some pants out of it as well or, yeah. Or make a bag. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. I've got excess lining or excess denim. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so Zoe, how are your patterns going? Oh, my pattern? Yeah. I've kind of forgotten that I have it. <laughs> it's um, it's something that I really wanted to do. Yeah. And um, I did it, but I'm sure anybody that has ever tried to draft and grade and digitize a pattern and then create instructions and photos and promote and everything, it's a really long and intense process. Yeah. It takes a long, long time. Um, you know, and you go through the testing process and everything. Um. And I just, since having my second child, is just there's no time. <laughs> there's no time. I don't have the time for that, unfortunately, anymore. So I, I have them. I have some patterns for sale, and I sell some sometimes. But yeah. also, I think that in the last, since I started doing, you know, started releasing my first pattern, which was about six years ago now, there are so many more indie pattern companies. Yes. You know, there are so many more people. Like it's just exploded, yeah. hasn't it? So, it has. Um, so I think that, I mean, obviously there are a lot more people sewing as well, but I think the, there are more, more, more patterns than there are sewers, <laughs> not, you know, in, in, yeah. Yeah, oh, not sense, but so, it's the amount of time that an effort and energy that goes into making a pattern, you're not going to sell as many now as you would have done six years ago. True, you know, because there are so many tops yeah. and trousers and everything. There's so many more options out there now. So yeah. I, I just had to wait that up, and it's not worth my time to to go through that process anymore. Yeah. I mean, maybe that will change in the future, but um, look, you've done yeah, it. That's not where my yeah, and it was amazing, and I'm really pleased that I did do it. But also, like, you know, to to do things to the level of professional, you know, professionalism. Yes, stuff, like. It's hard and everybody's getting slicker and fancier and more professional, you know? So it used to be, I mean, like, you know, 10 years ago, or whatever, when you know, there were people that were just selling a couple of things through their blog, they just had photos of them wearing it. And, and now it seems that most, you know, sewing pattern companies, they have like full professional photo shoots for every new line yeah. that's coming out and they their do. packaging is, so yeah. beautiful and unless you are a graphic designer as well on the side like I, or you know you you're married to a photographer or something I don't I don't know that you can really tickle those boxes so easily anymore you know like the level of expectation I think is raised is what I'm trying to say I think however yeah. if I see someone in something on Instagram I don't care if it's swanky if there is something about someone's personality that's made a pattern and if they wear something and it looks amazing I don't care about all those details I just have to have the yeah. pattern to get a, a piece of that person and I I'm going to yeah. be looking at your patterns when I get a chance and see what they're I'm like really not worth it but what is nice is I have a couple of patterns for free on my website that I see popping up on Instagram you know I've got a oh. free like undies pattern a free vest pattern I still see people tag me in that they've used that so that's really nice as well I feel that that's something that is out there and people yeah. are, are enjoying that so that's nice as well that yeah good. I'll check it out that sounds like going up those little rungs on the ladder just to see how trying out to see whether yeah. or not it's going to suit you, if you don't do it you'll never know Definitely. I'm not the kind of person that wants to have all their eggs in one basket, you know, like I've, I've always 
much preferred working part-time here and my side hustle here and this over here and this over here and this collaboration over here. I've always much preferred working in that way than like I work in this job and that's all I do, you know, like it's, I, I find that very claustrophobic. <laughs> well, that went away from me a bit, didn't it? <laughs> we're interested. Yeah. This is something that I don't really think about, you know, so. I'm glad you brought it up. I want to see. I love seeing what people do. I think that yeah. there's so I mean, many now elements. I think, oh, well, maybe I'll take it down. I'll, you know, maybe it's confusing on my blog. But then I'll, like, sell some. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll leave it there then. <laughs> so, look, it's been really great that you've given us your time today. Do you have any final words for our listeners on So Organised Style Podcast? Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me i would just like to say that if you are interested in taking part in me made may please don't feel that you need to have a wardrobe full of self-made clothing you totally don't you can take part even if you just have one self-made garment you just have to work out a pledge that is viable and suitable for you and i hope that you have a really fun month and what's the hashtag uh, there are many hashtags <laughs> popping up but the main one is hashtag me made may 2020 We'll never forget this me made May. We need it. <laughs> no, this is a special one. It is special. Thanks for being here, Zoe. We hope you're feeling more energised to take part in some way that makes you happy in Me Made May 2020. Make it your own and show your unique style. Cheers again to Zoe Edwards for keeping us engaged with our sewing selves and our sewing community friends during this time of isolation. This episode of Soul Organised Style Podcast was produced by me, Maria Theaharis, and Anne Wally, the Pattern Whisperer, sound by bensound.com. Soul Organised Style Podcast, spelt with an S, not a Z, is available on our website, soulorganisedstyle.com, with all the links to this podcast. You can also find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Libsyn, our podcast platform. You'll catch every episode when you subscribe to our podcast. Tell your friends about us, and we look forward to joining you in your sewing room soon. <laughs>